Cape Talk. A worldview from London with Adam Gilchrist. Adam, a very good morning to you. Of course, we're going to start with that war in the Middle East, and we're calling it that because the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, has referred to it as a war. It's the first time uh, such uh, a war has been declared since 1973 in Israel. Yes, absolutely. Declaring war on Hamas, essentially. So this is the Hamas militants versus the Israeli military. And it all began with this unprecedented attack on a music festival. I don't think anyone saw it coming. There was perhaps a lack of intelligence on this attack. So Hamas killed something like 260 people at this music festival and took about 100 people hostage, which in itself, of course, is very scary. And these aren't all Israelis. These are people also coming from the US and Germany and the UK. And then it has escalated from there. So we've now had two days and if you're following it closely, oh my word, uh, it's head in hands time because of the implications of this. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu talking about Israel's 9-11, for instance, talking about how this will be a long, hard war. Uh, it's something like 100,000 Israeli army reservists have been mobilized and sent to an area not far from Gaza. Uh, they're talking about wiping out Hamas from the face of the earth, certainly their military capability and any political ability to rule as well. And of course, there are then fears of a widening conflict because the moment you've got Hamas, you've also got Hezbollah not very far away. You've got Iranian-backed militias. The United States is now sending an aircraft carrier strike group to the eastern Mediterranean. This is this is ramping up. This is a very, very fearful powder keg moment, this. Uh, we know that essential to the U.S. foreign policy is peace in the Middle East. In the U.S., we have a Congress without a speaker at the moment, and we have a looming presidential election where President Biden probably has the lowest approval ratings we've seen in quite a while going into uh, this election cycle. He's uh, facing questions about his advanced age. Um, and one worries, will the U.S. be able to show leadership then in this, uh, in this instance? Well, they're certainly willing to show military leadership, aren't they? If they're going to show any other kind, it's difficult to tell at this stage. There is a sort of almost uh, traditionally, certainly going back 60, 70 years, an almost blanket support for Israel. No matter what Israel does, America approves, uh, whether it's reciting embassies or carrying out attacks, carrying out strikes, being hardline. I, I guess there is a sort of protectionist idea that, you know, to preserve the state of Israel, it takes a very hard line policy. Uh, I don't know about sending an aircraft carrier and support vessels. What signal does that send? Maybe that's a hands off Iran or, or, or back off external forces, but yeah, leadership. I'm, where, where's it coming from in the modern world? I'm not sure who we look to. I, it, I, I don't know. We need a sort of global Nelson Mandela again. I mean, somebody we could look to and go, go and sort that out for us, please. We're sending it's not that easy. Uh, On to sadly happier news, Adam, a happy retirement thanks to the kindness of strangers. What are we talking about? Yeah, this has really caught the imagination of people, and the story has gone viral online. This is about a hardworking employee in California, a guy we only know as John, surname not given. Uh, He worked for 42 years for a company in the factory. He never missed a day. Minimum wage. He took the bus to work. Age 70, he finally retired. And his bosses held a barbecue and gave him a certificate whoop de doo after 42 years of loyalty he got a burger and a piece of paper 
So his co-worker, Sonia, set up a crowdfunding page. Friends and colleagues donated and total strangers donated from across the planet. So John's retirement package now, after his Scrooge goodbye from the factory, he now has hundreds of warm-hearted messages, possibly thousands from around the world, and nearly $40,000, 700,000 rand, a proper golden goodbye unlike his bosses gave him (laughs) indeed let's finish off with the wonder gymnast shall we yeah simone biles uh i don't know can we can we bottle her dna i'd quite like a bit myself Uh, she's now become the most decorated gymnast in history she won four gold medals at the world gymnastics championship she also won a silver but we don't really mention silver medals it's she's that extraordinary she helped the u.s to a record seventh consecutive team gymnastic title she won three more golds in that in belgium after all so she now has 37 Olympic and World Championship medals, which is far and away the best ever. She's still only 26. I don't know, in gymnastic terms, is that old? I mean, general terms, of course, it's not. But uh, also remember, she took a two-year break from the sport for her mental health. So coming back to this, wow. Now, I put it to you, Africa. Simone Biles is so far ahead of everyone else in her sport. She's not just a great, but she's so far ahead. She must be in that superheroes club. You think about Don Bradman in cricket, Pele and Maradona in football, Jenna Lomu in rugby, Tiger Woods in golf. Other nominations welcome, but I reckon Simone Biles is in that club. I would add Roger Federer, Rafa Nadal and Djokovic, sadly, onto that list as well. (laughs) Adam, thank you very much indeed. Adam Goldchrist back tomorrow with the Tuesday edition of The Worldview with John Matham.